Welcome to Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. I'm your host, Jared Huff, and I'm here to explore and share the complexities of our work and to let you know you are not alone. Before we start, though, please follow this podcast and share episodes with others. You can find me on my website, www.jarekhuff.com, where you can find links to my social media and where I share information and tips for educators. Now, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Stumbling Through Work, where educators figure shit out. Today, we're actually talking about after-hour policy. And what I'm referring to is how do you, as a leader, as a manager, interact outside of work with your staff? Now, for me, you know, Jared, I do not hang out. I don't fraternize outside of work. I do not want staff knowing who I am in my everyday life. Not saying that I'm doing things that I'm not supposed to, but I just don't want you to know who I am as a person. I like having that cloud of mystery over me. But now that's just for me. But I do know lots of directors, managers, lots of people that hang out with their staff. Like I said, I can't do it, but I have I've established this policy for myself. If you attend non-work related events with your staff, and this is for people that do that, like you hang out with them, how do you draw a line or do you even have a line with how much you let them know about you? I really want an answer to that because I just want to know how other people create that boundary or create a, a, a way of being able to communicate but not too much because I just, like I said, I just I don't understand it. But Because to me, staff already gossips. So in my mind, I don't want to be a part of that gossip. Do you know that through my entire career, I have, I've made friends with colleagues. I have several really good friends that we work together but never with anyone I supervised. And I didn't realize that until I was getting ready and writing the, writing the notes for this episode. I said, I've actually never been friends with someone that I supervise. And you know, and I'm good with that, but don't get me wrong. I'm cordial all the time with everyone. And I can like hang out and be like, hey, how are you? You know, work type events, but never like a come to my house, hang out, let's you know, let's kiki, let's go out and have fun. Let's go to the club together or something like that. That's just weird to me. and I've never done that. And then what I really don't understand is the opposite of that. When staff goes out with their supervisor, with their boss, and they show how crazy they actually are. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, because let me tell you what happened. By the way, what I'm about to tell you, not making up. So one of my schools received their assessments from the state and they did exceptionally well. They did really, really good. They did the best. They did. They overachieved better than what I thought they could get. Um, And actually, they were at the top tier. There was really nowhere else to go. So very proud of them. I just want to say that again. Super proud of of our scores. So we decided to have a little get-together 
at our company owner's house. <sighs> Y'all. Most people have the sense of I'm still in a work type situation. You know, some of my bosses are here, but there's always that person who doesn't. There's this one teacher and I guess this was her night out because she came to have her a good time. Now, we were saying that it's a pool party. Um, there's a pool there, outhouse, a whole bunch of things. Me, I came to participate minimally. I didn't even come for pool attire. I came in regular clothes. I'm going to be me. I'm always going to be professional when it is a work environment. So even when I got there, they're like, you're not going swimming. And I made the face like, did you really expect me to? Come on, look who you're talking to. But not this teacher. She came full effect, bikini, whole situation going on. Then she starts getting comfortable. And I would never say the stuff that she said. And this is what she said. Well, one, somebody asked her a question and it just went on and on and she's just talking. But then she goes into how she doesn't like her husband of 18 years. How she enjoys getting away from him when she goes to work. Like she's just going on and I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. And then she starts talking about how she cheated on him and her 18-year-old daughter. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. And of course there are people there that are being messy. So they're asking more questions and she's just telling it all. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I'm cringing. But y'all, this is when she had a few drinks. I, well, If I'm going out, I will have maybe one drink. I'm keeping it professional. You don't need to see how I hold my liquor. Not her. Oh, she was intoxicated. I knew the evening was turning left when she was twerking at the pool. Let me remind you, this is a work type situation. When she was twerking at the pool which made me uncomfortable for many reasons. I knew the evening was done for me. By the way, I'm like an hour in. <laughs> this isn't like hours went by. This was like, okay, I'm just getting here type of situation. And she's the only one who's like this, by the way. Someone said something and she utters out of her mouth, yeah, I used to do blow, but I can't do it because of this job. Wait, what? What just happened? Y'all should have seen my face. I'm like, did she just admit to doing cocaine? What the hell is happening? I am confused. And other people are making reactions. And of course, they're looking at me. And I'm just like, oh, okay. So now at this point, I'm just listening. I'm just taking note. Well then, <laughs> so, wait, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> oh, I need something to drink. Someone asked her if she wants a raise, because we were talking about, you know, how good everybody did, assessment, all this great thing. Someone was like, oh, you want a raise? She says, nah, I just want a backyard party. It wasn't even that statement. It's the fact that somebody replied and said, girl, you got to want to do better in your life. Y'all know I didn't know what to say or do. So I did all that I could do.
I stood up and walked away because that's all that I could do. I didn't stay long. <laughs> um, I just couldn't. And by the time that I left, their director actually wasn't even there yet. But I did give her a call when I got in the car. And I was like, okay, girl, let me tell you what your teacher just said. Going from the cocaine conversation to the backyard party to her husband, I kind of filled her in on everything. I said, I had to go. I can't. I can't do this. I got to go. So this was over the weekend. On Tuesday, I didn't go to that school on Monday, but on Tuesday I went to that school. And I seen her. And I said, hello, in my usual, you know, greeting everyone. Hello, hey, blank, how are you today? Good. I was talking to the director. We were doing working, you know, what we're paid to do. And I left. Well, after about 10 minutes, I get a phone call when I'm in the car. And the director's like, let me tell you what just happened. They're like, blank, blank, said teacher comes up to me and says, I don't know what you may have heard, but if you heard anything, it was just said in fun. And her response was, knowing that I had told her all this, she goes, I don't know what you're talking about. And she says, oh, and just walks off. Uh, Y'all, I cannot forget what was said, and I'm giving eyes a judgment, and I'm wondering, are you a crackhead? I am really wondering these questions because you said that. But the next day she called in and quit, so it didn't matter. I don't know if she was embarrassed or what, but that shit happened. It unfolded just like that. And I'm just thinking, like, you said this stuff freely in front of your boss. Now, you show me that you were ashamed later because you tried to clean it up with someone else that you thought knew but didn't, but obviously I did tell them. You were just shamed like that, but why would you say that? I just don't get it. I would never be in that situation. And from the other side, like I asked where directors hanging out with their staff, how do you present yourself in a way where you are still professional but having a good time? Do you make like meaningful connections? I don't, I just, I'm very interested in how people do this. I'm really curious. Just let me know. But if you know anyone, and I mean, do you know anyone that probably needs to hear about boundaries and how to have them and not have them, share this episode with them. And we'll be right back. We all want our schools or programs to be the best. And although every school is different, all successful programs have the same fundamentals. Best practices for high quality preschool, after school, and enrichment programs by Jarek Huff share standards to foster a high quality program. These tips will help you put your best service forward, focusing on your children, families, and communities. Best Practices for High Quality Preschool, After School, and Enrichment Programs by Jarek Huff is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. Welcome back. I was talking to someone today about classroom expectations. And I think in the beginning with new teachers that are new to the field, that are kind of new to your school, trying to figure it out, 
I think we put too much expectations on them like the first two weeks. I think it can be a little overwhelming trying to figure out so many things of, you know, who are the new, who are my colleagues, who are these children, who are these parents. I think we put too much on them. Yes, I don't want your classroom being a muck while you figure it out and all these things, but I do think that it's a lot of information being thrown at them. So I want to say when it comes to probably those first two weeks, focus on five things of classroom management only. And they're pretty simple. They're not complicated. They're not doing too much. It's not overwhelming the teacher. Just five things. And here they are. Rules, routines, praise, behavior guidance, and engagement. Those are the only five things I think people should be concerned about in the first week or two. Because one, if you're thinking about rules, they are, they're about setting realistic expectations and helping children know why there are rules. Pretty simple. With routines, they help maintain a safe environment um, while allowing the children to understand what's happening. It's constant. They're learning to what to expect. They're learning what to do every day at the same time. You know, praise is about that positive acknowledgement. Children respond better when they hear you saying positive things, giving them praises, especially when it's specific, when it's sincere, when it's individualized. Behavior guidance, you know, teachers need to determine the appropriate consequences, appropriate, appropriate consequences for misbehavior and apply those consequences consistently, which kind of goes um, back into the rules and kind of routine things. And then the engagement, which is closely linked to the quality of instruction um, and curriculum. That's kind of it. Just those five things. I think sometimes we overwhelm by giving too much detail, by telling them the intricacies of what they should be doing and what they shouldn't. How it, It's just a lot. Just kind of just talk about those five things. Let them get acquainted with how your school runs, get acquainted with you know, your expectations, and then move on from there. I love sharing information with educators and program administrators. I have had so many successes, but also so many failures in my education tenure. I want leaders to know what not to do, but better than that, what to do. So, I decided to write a helpful guide. Best Practices for Center, Program, and Activity Directors. It's short and to the point. It's a compass to guide education leaders. These best practices will give you a foundation to lead your school, program, or organization. You can find Best Practices for Center, Program, and Activity Directors by Jared Cuff on Amazon or Amazon Kindle. I want to thank you all for listening this week. I want you to focus on those five simple things. Remember engagement, behavior guidance, praise, routine, and rules with your new start teachers to not overwhelm them. But also figure out what your relationship is with your staff outside of work and what that's going to look like. And other than that, I want you guys to have an amazing week. Talk to you soon. Bye. 
That's it for today. If you like this episode, it would mean so much to me if you left a rating, review, and subscribe to the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can visit my website, which is in the show notes, to contact me. And I hope you have a great rest of your week and speak to you all soon.